less stress, more time, more money. Welcome to the Cash Flow Contractor. Short. Hey, Cash Flow Contractors, Khalil here. Hope that you're having less stress, more time, and more money in your business. There's probably nothing more stressful than losing employees in your company. And in today's episode, we're talking about retaining talent inside your company. A lot of times the first reaction that we have whenever we lose an employee is to go and hire the next one. Uh, but what if you wouldn't have lost that employee in the first place? And what if there's other employees in your company that are thinking about walking out the door? It's an important topic that we need to discuss, especially in the climate that we're in today with the labor market and there being a labor shortage. So hope that this episode helps you think about your labor challenges in a different light and gives you a different perspective on how to approach hiring people as well as keeping those people. And it's not just about providing them with more opportunity or more money. There's other actionable things that you can do on a daily basis to be invested in your team and what they actually care about. So hope you enjoy and thanks for listening. Martin, there's always been this sentiment uh, with any small business owner that, not with all small business owners, but with a lot of small business owners, that you just can't find good people anymore. And do you fall in line with that? Do you believe that? Well, <laughs> it's true. That's why I quit hiring people. <laughs> I'm done. No, obviously, sure you can. Of course, of course you can find good people. If your attitude is you can't find good people, it's Henry Ford, think yeah. you can, think you can, either way you're right. It doesn't mean it's easy to find good people, but you have to do, you, you have to insist that that's what you want yeah. and, uh, and then do what it takes to get them. And that's usually what people say is, I put the ad out on Indeed, but that's, that's right. not really what you have to do. You've got to do a lot more work on your culture, on your values, on where you find talent and how you attract them. And there, it's a lot of work and people usually aren't doing that. So yeah, maybe you can't find good people anymore just by we putting out an ad. An episode, and I think it's uh, maybe episode 22. <laughs> We'll when find we, out in the show when notes. When we talk on that about, one. Uh, as if I know all of our episodes by heart, by number, um, when we talk about hiring people, so I, I think that's not really what we're talking about today. But, right. But presume that you you start with people who have quality, and that you want to keep. Right. Right. Is is where we would kind of yeah. begin. Yeah, for sure. So we're talking about retaining talent. The first step is hiring to, well. Is to have. <laughs> Have somebody with at least the potential right. to be talent. Right? And I think with retaining talent, oftentimes what you what you may see in a small business is the people that are retained have some sort of relational hook into the company, where it's a friend of the owner or a you know friend's son working for the company, someone in the family working there who doesn't really work, and that's not the type of people that you really want to retain. Right. Um, no, that's a real common I think we've had episodes on that too when when you know they need to go people put up with all kinds of uh, underperformance and no performance and disruption of their culture because they're reluctant to let people go and I think we do have an episode on that I don't remember do. what the number is where we talk about what you have to do but basically you gotta uh, gotta suck it up and have the courage and 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 intend that it's a common phrase uh, I didn't come up with it but nothing will ruin a good employee as yeah. as quickly as watching you tolerate a bad one 
Yeah. So you owe it to your good employees and to retaining the good employees that you don't keep the bad ones around. Exactly. And the reason this episode came up for us was that right now there's a labor shortage in the market. Mm-hmm. You hear people having trouble hiring uh, individuals and you're seeing all sorts of pivots happen in the market with people hiring people right out of a trade school that they wouldn't normally hire. You're finding people that are hiring people from different trades into their trade just to try to make it work. And you're also seeing a lot of people leave for money in, you know, at prices for labor that we haven't seen before. Uh, at you know, entry-level prices being $25 an hour sometimes or whatever yeah, it might be. Wall Street Journal yesterday, uh, California's passed a law, I don't know if Newsom signed it yet, but mandating $22 an hour uh, minimum wage in fast food restaurants. Wow. So, yeah, it's, just wave one and everybody's problems go away. <laughs> uh, can't let that pass without just saying mental exercise on, yeah, people need this to live on and all. won't go all political and talk about it, but let's just, by fiat, double everybody's wages right now. Let's just do it. What will change? Inflation. Yeah. The <laughs> truck just doubled. Now, there'll be some slippage in there. The people who got doubled first are going to be able to pick off some stuff, but it won't be very long, like a matter of hours, before everything's just doubled. Yeah. You haven't accomplished anything. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, they're, we're having to deal with that, and that's one of the things to retain talent that's kind of basic. You got to be in the market. Yeah. Doesn't mean that you have to be Christine Sexter, whom we had on early. Said you don't have to be the top, but you got to be in that eighty percent range. Yeah. Uh, and the more culturally and the more you speak into the lives of your people and care about them, which is what we'll talk about, the less you have to do it with money. Yeah. But the money's got to be there too. Yeah. So you have to acknowledge that if the if you were hiring people three years ago for $13 an hour at a labor, and it's $22 an hour now down the street, you're going to have to come close to 22 Yeah. It's just part of it. It's part of it. And I think... Which is inflation, by the way. I think another thing, the reason why we want to talk about retain retainment of, of the talent is sometimes our first reactions whenever we do lose an employee to pay or whatever it might be uh, is to, okay, well, you got to go hire. And... You had this with a client recently, and yeah, really the first it was thing. a subject this week. Um, somebody left that we're not totally sad about, but anyway, it did leave a hole in the operations for this company. And so we're thinking, well, I got to get on my horse and get out there and get somebody. I said, well, the first thing you need to do is not lose the ones you've got, yeah, because the one who left left for a reason, and we need to find out what that was and not lose the ones we have, yeah, and so. Hence the subject, how to retain them. Yeah. So, you, so you're in this p- position where you either have just lost somebody, and you want to make sure you keep the ones you have, or you're seeing the landscape and that people are leaving other companies, that people are paying more, whatever it might be, and you want to retain your talent. Um, the other situation that could be happening and happens often is that your employees might be hitting a ceiling. Not all mm-hmm. of them, but there might be certain high performers that are you know, not growing or whatever it might be, but they're hitting a ceiling inside your company and how do you retain those people? Right. There's a lot of different strategies there, but I want to talk about how to retain the employees that are worth keeping. And to do that, we got to talk about who are the employees worth keeping. Um, it can't just be the high performers at a skill that are, are extremely good, but then have one of the worst attitudes in the world. You want to hire for attitudes and retain for attitudes, right? 
Yeah, and that's another common statement is we hire for skill and fire for attitude. <laughs> and I think people know what that means. But basically, you can test for skill. Can you drive a skid loader? Do you, uh, can you operate a track hoe? Can you weld? You can, can, you be a, can you operate software, the software right. that you have, QuickBooks or whatever your ER, CRM is? Those can be tested for, and they're objective, and you can see yes or no. Mm-hmm. But the more important things for the long haul are their attitude yeah. and how well they fit the culture. Yes, they have to be able to do the th- to, to do the skill, but you can train skills. It's really hard to train attitude. Yeah. I think people kind of generally understand that. But to, it begins with the idea as the owner or CEO of the company, your primary responsibilities are two things, the vision of the company, this is where we're going, this is what we do, and the culture of the company. And so to retain people, you have to pay attention to your culture. Yeah. We had a guy on, uh, like, I don't know if that was last week or maybe no, two weeks ago. A few episodes James, ago. Yeah, yeah, a few episodes. James Freeman. Uh, he's from Pennsylvania. And what's the name of the company? J. Fitz? P.J. Fitz. P.J. Fitz. And this guy's remarkable. Uh, we were talking about technology and a lot of things. But what became immediately apparent is he's a people guy. Yeah. And he pays a lot of attention to his um, employees. And principally, what he said over and over is, I want to know what they want. Yes. Right? So that's different. Christine Sexter pointed this out last year. We're no longer in a command, top-down military environment where I said so, that's why. That just doesn't work anymore. And, I mean, there's... Somebody has something somewhere where that does work. But as a general rule, that doesn't work anymore. Our employees are partners with us. Yeah. Um, and we need to understand what they want and how we can align the goals of the company, what the company wants with what they want. So it's hard. A guy like me, I really like people, but I don't often think in terms of reward them and praise them. I mean, I might be thinking, good job in my head, but... That's not who I am. I don't just naturally. That's not true. You know, you've got the five love languages memorized. You... We were talking about that before. <laughs> and if you don't know what that is, it's a pretty. I do not. I said I. I know one of them is. Actually, I don't even know what one of them is. Stuff. Give me stuff. Right. Yeah. Another one is recognition. Yeah. Words of affirmation, acts of service, gift giving. Physical touch and quality time. Those are the That's five. what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah. You, right. You're the one that taught me that, Martin. Yeah. Well, I got you the book. Uh, if you don't want to read the five love languages, then it's, it's there's one, the five love languages for business. Yeah. Because you really got to watch the touch thing. <laughs> <laughs> you do. But anyway, no, somebody that takes that time to understand what people respond to, what they want. Um, the love languages book is pretty good because... People want affirmation and recognition, right? Right. So you think, I like recognition. You want to get me up on a stage and I get to go, oh, no, go on, you guys. I'm not really that good, you know. I like that stuff. There are other people, if you want them to quit today, tell them that you're going to give them an award in front of the company assembly, that you're going to make them go on stage. They will be gone and their desk emptied out at 4 o'clock. So you need to know that, right? And um, so... I think that's what uh, James Freeman was talking about so much is understanding what they want, which yeah. ties into 
all the things that we talk about, dissatisfaction, what are they unhappy with and want to get away from what, if you can get, and what's their vision. So you can get them articulate what they don't want and do want. And you're showing that you care and you're, and you're trying to make things align. Yeah. Yeah. I think understanding what your employees care about is how you also help retain talent when they're hitting a ceiling. Uh, when they're hitting a ceiling, you need to understand what they want. Maybe they want to be managing their own location. They want that promotion in terms of the management level and feel ownership and responsibility and that they're the boss. And if that's the case, you can find ways for them to do that. You know, we had Monty Markham on who talked about, you know, he had competitors uh, that he would acquire, but then inside of his company, he had people that were hitting a ceiling and they were going to become his competition if he didn't find something to do. So he would go and acquire a business and then make that person the general manager over there right. where they effectively owned it and got a percentage of profit and all that stuff. And that was a, one way of handling the glass ceiling. But you may have an individual contributor, a really high performer who just does framing or just does the cutting of stones, whatever it is that's inside of your business. And they love doing that. And really all they want is more recognition and maybe a pay raise. And they want to be seen as the expert. Or maybe they want time off. Time off, respect. yeah more benefits right. and it's absolutely worth it so to give them those things. Yeah. And so understanding what people truly care about will allow you to then, you know, provide them with those opportunities and with what they care about. And the only way you're going to know those things, guys, the only way you're going to know what your employees care about is if you have daily interactions or regular interactions with those people and don't just chalk it up to chance you know, especially with remote work these days, if somebody is working remote, you're not going to see them every single day just by happenstance. There's no water cooler virtually, but go and schedule it. Make it a, a one of your tasks as the owner is taking care of your people. So you got to be with your people. Yeah, and and if you're if you're doing that and you actually say, OK, you want me to meet with my guys once a month, let's say. OK, so they come in my office. And go, Hey, how you doing? Well, I'm doing all right. Anything you need? No. Anyway. How do you have that conversation? And literally one of the things you can do is the way I start all my coaching meetings. Tell me something that's really going well in your life. Yeah. In their life, not company, in their life. Tell me something you haven't challenged with in your life. Yeah. To get the conversation going. What are your goals? Yeah, what are your goals? You know, how and you and you come how can I help you? Do you need anything? Yeah. If you've got something that you need to say, you know, quit driving drunk or something like that, then you can say that. Yeah. And uh, literally have that conversation. And if you're not having it, I know a lot of people don't have employee reviews. And the real fundamental reason is they don't know what the hell to say. They really don't. Well, what am I supposed to say? Good job? Hmm. Well, there there are some forms for that. That's not what the purpose of today is. But you you have something to say. So if you're going to have the meeting, that's a good way to say it. Start it. Tell yeah. me something great that's going on in your life. What's the challenge you've going in life? Can I, is there anything I need to help you with in the business? What's great in your job? What's challenging in your job? And get them talking that way. There, there's a great story I heard about a guy. I don't know how ethical this is, um, <laughs> but he he would show up once the a week. Opinions expressed by the host of this show are not necessarily <laughs> those of the co-host. Now, what are you going to say about unethical? No, nah, you might like this. He, uh, he, if it's unethical, you know I like it. <laughs> no, he he shows up like once a week to the shop. They have a they have a warehouse. People are working inside the warehouse mainly, um, 
he show up once a week uh, with just a bunch of 100s in his pocket, just like, you know, $2,000 worth of 100s. And he'd go around and talk to, to people and, oh, you know, he know he'd, he'd know everybody in their family, their kids, how's the soccer, how was the soccer game this weekend for so-and-so, and, you know, did you guys get moved into your new house, all that kind of stuff. Um, and then as he saw them do something on the floor that he liked or whatever it was, he'd be like, oh, man, you're doing a great job, and just hand him a $100 bill. And he did that weekly. So people loved it whenever he came to the You know, the, the military warehouse. does that routinely, and they're called challenge medals. You know mm. what they are? No, I don't. They're coins. They're awesome. I mean, companies can have them. Uh, okay. John Simpson made a bunch. Okay. Um, I got one the other day from the 966 AWAC squadron. I'm an honorary commander. And the actual <laughs> commander, they shake your hand, and it's, I mean, they're, they're, they're cool looking. They're enamel. Okay. But anyway, he does that not quite so much as with $100 bills, uh, which is fine for $100 bills. Sometimes you wonder, eh, just money. Yeah, uh, but, I, but little... again, yeah, there was that financial incentive of like, hey, you're doing a good job, you know, and making pe- recognizing people, their good work, and giving them a financial incentive. But I think the important thing to remember there is that he knew everybody in their family. He, I mean, he, he was having real conversations and asking them about things that were happening right. on a week-to-week basis inside of their com- inside their lives, yeah. not just inside the company. So both giving them recognition on the personal side and recognizing and awarding them on the professional side. So I don't know. I think that this is a important conversation for people to be having inside of their companies about how can we re- continue to retain our talent? How do we know what they care about and how can we help them achieve what they care about? Um, and so it's something that we, we just wanted to bring up because it's a, it's different times out there with, you know, post COVID and the market's crazy and we're going through recession and all these different things to consider. Um, but how are you retaining your top talent and how are you helping them to achieve what they want, what they truly care about? Um, so yeah, thanks for joining for the conversation, Martin. I think mm-hmm. that, uh, there's a, there's a lot more that we could discuss on this, but I think that it's important for people to have these conversations internally as well. So thanks for listening, everybody. If you have questions about retaining talent, about anything we've discussed from, you know, managing employees, doing reviews, culture, values, uh, unethical practices that you can do to retain talent. I I didn't see that one as unethical. I'm sure he takes out the payroll tax later on. Yeah, he absolutely does. (laughs) No, he does not. Because otherwise I got my fingers in my ear. (laughs) I don't know who we're talking about. All right. Well, we'll see you on the next one. Okay. Hey, Cashflow Contractors. Thank you so much uh, for listening to this episode on retaining your top talent inside your company. Uh, Really such an important topic. And if you could please, maybe there's a manager on your team that might need to hear this as well, that, you know, maybe they're trying to hire, maybe they're managing multiple people. Share this episode with them. Give them some other ideas on how they can be taking better care of their employees and knowing what they care about uh, to better manage them. That would be a huge help for us. We're trying to grow this show. We'd really appreciate anything that you can do to support us in that effort. Uh, But thanks again for being a a part of our audience, for listening. We'd love to hear from you. Reach out in the show notes. Find us on social media. And thank you for everything that you do for this, this show as a part of our audience. It means the world to us. Hope that you're having less stress, more time, and more money in your business. Have a good week.